You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. You ready to get this going? Yes, sir. We got a little new setup in here. It's kind of nice. Yeah, a man. Different. A little bit more space, a little bit more, you know, we look a little bit more organized in here. So let's get this going, brother. Yes, sir. We are ready for some baseball and basketball talk. Let's get down to it. The MLB records for this past week. American League, starting from the bottom, going to the top. Here we go. The Orioles went 0-7. Rangers, 2-4. Twins, 3-3. Royals went 6-1. Tigers, 2-4. Angels, 3-4. Indians, 4-2. Blue Jays, 1-4. Mariners, 4-2. A's and Red Sox both went 2-4. White Sox, 4-3. Yankees on a major winning streak right now are 7-0 this last week. Cheaters. Astros are 3-4, and and the Rays are (laughs) 6-1. <clears throat> in the National League, the Diamondbacks went four and two. Pirates two and four. Marlins zero and seven. Cubs two and four. Nationals three and two. Rockies five and one. Mets two and five. Phillies two and four. Cardinals also went two and four. Padres one and five. The Reds five and two. The Braves six and zero. Oh. The Brewers six and I mean four and two. Sorry, and the Dodgers six and one. And the Giants went four and two this last week. And the Braves are also on a hot winning streak. We'll talk about here in a little bit. In the standings for the American League East, as it stands now, the Rays are 77-48 with a 6-16 win percentage. The Yankees are right behind them, finally catching and passing the Red Sox, that are 72-52 with a 581 win percentage and four and a half back. The Red Sox are 71-55, a 563 percentage and six and a half back. The Blue Jays are 64-58 with a 525 percentage and 11 and a half back. And the Orioles are the worst team in the in the whole league at 38-85 and 309 win percentage and 38 back. Yikes. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's crazy. 
The White Sox are 72 and 53 with a 576 win percentage out in the Central Division. The Indians are 500 at 61 and 61 with nine and a half back. The Tigers are six games under 500 at 60 and 66, a 476 win percentage and 12 and a half back of the White Sox. The Royals are 13 under 500 at 55 and 68 with a 447 win percentage and 16 games back. And the Twins are 54 and 70 with 435 win percentage and 17 and a half back of the White Sox. Out west, the Astros lead that division at 73 and 51 with a 589 win percentage. The A's are 70 and 55 with a 560 win percentage and three and a half back. The Mariners are 50 are 67 and 58, a 536 win percentage and six and a half back. The Angels two games under 500 at 62 and 64 with a 492 win percentage. And 12 games back. And the Rangers are 43-81 with a 3-47 win percentage and 30 back. <clears throat> back here on the east side in the National League, the Braves are 68-56 with a 548 win percentage. The Phillies are 63-61, just two games above 500 at 508, with two games behind the Braves. The Mets are 61-63 uh, with a uh, 492 win percentage, there we go, and 7 back. The Marlins are 53 and 70, a 431 win percentage and 14 and a half back. And the Marlins are 51 and 74 with a 408 win percentage and 17 and a half back. In the Central Division, the Brewers lead that one at 76 and 49, a 608 win percentage. The Reds are 69 and 57 with a 548 win percentage and seven and a half back. The Cardinals are 63 and 60 with 512 win percentage and 12 games back. The Cubs are 54 and 72, a 429 win percentage and 22 and a half back. And the Pirates are 44 and 80 with a 355 win percentage and 31 and a half back. Out west in the National League, the Giants still lead the division and are 80 and 44 with a 645 win percentage. The Dodgers have closed the gap a little bit, are 78 and 47 with a 624 win percentage and two and a half back. The Padres have been kind of struggling a little bit of late, are 68 and 58 of 540 win percentage and 13 back. The Rockies are 57 and 67 of 460 win percentage and 23 uh, three games back. Behind the Giants and the Diamondbacks are 42 and 83 with a 3.36 win percentage, 38 and a half back of the Giants. Well, they're no longer the worst in the league, I guess. <clears throat> no, and we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. <laughs> All right, some notes from this past week in baseball. The 500 Club has a new member as they welcome Miguel Cabrera on Sunday. The 38-year-old tied the tied the ball game at 1-1 with a solo shot that traveled 400 feet. Miguel Cabrera becomes the 28th member of the club and seemed destined to be there when he came up with the Marlins. He even ended up, uh, even when he ended up with the Detroit Tigers, he was a still hitting. He was still a hitting machine. At the end of 2016, he was sitting at 438 career home runs and seemingly would have made would have made it to the 500 mark within two to three years. Unfortunately, plagued by injuries and his age, Cabrera's power suffered mightily. He's looking to become the seventh member of the 3,500 club members who have. 3,000 career hits and 500 career home runs, which may come next season as he currently sits at a career 2,955 hits in his career. Which pretty much will come, dude. That's that's, that's pretty impressive there. It's pretty cool, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's only a handful of people that have done this, so it's pretty right. sweet, dude. And being that you're only 38 years old, I mean, you're a little bit, little bit up there in, in age as far as baseball goes, but you still got some, still got some juice in you. So. I mean, if he does, if he actually kind of hits hits for average the rest of the way instead of trying to hit for power now that he's got yeah. his 500, he possibly could get it done by the end of the season. 
Um, but he's also got to stay healthy, which he's been having a hard time doing of late in his career. So that's why it's probably going to be early next season, but it should definitely happen as long as hopefully, knock on wood, he doesn't have a career-ending injury between now and then. Then there's that. So, so, yeah. But good for Miguel Cabrera. We're happy for you, Miggy. Um, we liked you out here in Florida with the Marlins. Unfortunately, you became too expensive. The team became too cheap, so you had to go. Right. It's not your fault. It's not like you told them, you held the gun to their head and said, sign me for this much money, and then trade me a few years later. <laughs> so, you know, that's what, the only thing I don't like about the Marlins. Every time they seem to get come around and start doing great, they decide, okay, we're spending too much. We're going to go ahead and reboot and go sell everything good. Yeah. It's just sad. You get one year of a championship run, and the next thing you know, you're rebooting right off the bat. It's like, I've never seen a championship team just go, okay, time to reboot now. Yeah, it's not good, dude. Not good at all. No. All right. So the Baltimore Orioles have been struggling of late as they have now lost 18 straight games. Their 18th came at the hands of the really hot Braves. There are they are one. They're supposed to say they, not there are. <laughs> they are one loss away from tying Kansas City for the most recent longest losing streak, and three away from tying the franchise in American League American League record for longest losing streak of 21 set in 1988 by them. We were amazed at how the Diamondbacks earlier this season seemingly took, seemingly taking losing to new lows, but the Orioles appear to be possibly the new champion of losing. Their next three games are against the Anaheim Angels, so they have a chance to end the streak as the Angels have been kind of up and down this year. However, if the Angels sweep Baltimore, that streak could reach a new low as they play nine straight games against the division with the Rays coming into town after the Angels, and then they travel to Toronto and New York to face the Blue Jays and Yankees respectively. Dude, this thing can get ugly quickly if they don't uh, do something yikes, against the dude. Angels. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm one to say that I don't really care if they lose or win, but, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they'll pull it out, maybe they won't. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what happens with this franchise. I mean, they've been... Looks like shite. Yeah, they've been kind of shite. I mean, I give... they. They had Buck Showalter, who I like as a manager. Um, he could never really get him far into the playoffs or just out of reach of winning the division all the time. And then they fired him, and then they kind of went in the tank. Um, and it's just kind of sad to watch that historic franchise just be nothing that they used to be. A uh, shell of their former self, to say the least. It's kind of sad to yeah, watch. Yeah, man, this is... Uh... I didn't think we'd be talking about another team besides Diamondbacks this year, but I guess it is what it is. Yes, sir, as we like to say now. Uh, I mean, I'm not totally counting them out. You can easily win a game against somebody. A pitcher can have an off day. You you just get some good bats on him, and then next thing you know, all you got to do is hope your bullpen doesn't blow the game. That's still a good possibility. However, the likelihood of that doesn't seem great. <laughs> so Yeah. Especially when you have to face your division nine straight games. And they're all looking to get into the playoffs. Of course, the Rays are looking to stay in front in the division. The Yankees are trying to catch them. And then the Blue Jays are trying to get back into the wild card race. So, it's not really looking good. Uh, one more baseball topic. A first in 120 years is about to commence as we have two teams facing off with win streaks of nine plus games each heading into a series. The New York Yankees and Atlanta Braves will play a two-game series, both riding nine-game win streaks. The mini-series takes place in Atlanta. The last time this happened was September 7, 1901, when the Pittsburgh Pirates and Philadelphia Phillies began a series with that type of win streak. 
The Phillies did win that game four to one, ending the Pirates' ten game winning streak. That's so Cooper. That, that's 120 good, years. Not only that, but that's a good rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Pittsburgh and Philly, man. Mm-hmm. And remember, so, the Braves had lost a couple of World Series to the Yankees in the '90s, keeping them from being a dynasty in themselves. With so, those, those great yeah, pitches in the so there's, there's some animosity there, too. Mm-hmm. So. Just If you just think about the franchises back in the 90s. So, yeah, I mean, Atlanta, well, they I think they won in 90, I think it was 95 against the Indians, and the Indians made it. But every other time they made it in the 90s, they had to face the Yankees and lost. So that ended up being their problem. That's because the Yankees are juicing. <clears throat> well, they were juicing and buying in every talented place, person they could find. Yep. I mean, that kind of helps. But anyways, we're not going to go into that. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> Come but, on, let's go down this rabbit hole. You know, let's not. But anyway, <laughs> I just want to convince the MLB because it's been a lot of history happening this year. I know, Especially right? after having last year being such a pandemic, shortened season, 60 games. To see this, all this happening in one year right after you had that down year makes baseball look really good this year. It definitely does, man. All right, so we're going to switch from the diamond to the hardwood as the NBA schedule for the 2021-2022 season is officially out. The opening night and Christmas slate of games was announced first and the rest of the schedule followed the following day. On Christmas Day, the Hawks returned to Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks whom they eliminated 4-1 in the opening round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. The defending champs, Milwaukee Bucks, will be hosting the Boston Celtics who have had a very interesting offseason. Next up on that... Um, slate of Christmas games, the Phoenix Suns will be taking on the Golden State Warriors who are expecting to have a healthy Big 3 back together in Curry Green and returning Clay Thompson. Ooh, baby. That will be followed by, in prime time by a potential NBA's matchup predicted by those in NBA circles. NBA, uh, NBA, <laughs> Brooklyn Nets will be traveling cross country to take on the new look Los Angeles Lakers. The night ends with Luka Doncic, Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks taking on Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz. So that's a nice NBA slate. Heating up, baby. I can't wait to see what happens this next season. Yep. Uh, the Warriors are stout to be in the playoff position as long as everybody stays healthy. Oh, yeah, because having Klay Thompson's easily going to make... The team almost made the playoffs without Klay. Yeah. So now if we get a healthy Klay Thompson, oh, yeah. I see this team making the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to be a high seed because I don't know if Clay's that much of a difference. But as long as they're healthy, yeah, they're going to be dangerous. Of course, then, if the Lakers can't stay healthy, they might just pass the Lakers in seeding because, you know, we saw what happened when we lost our two guys. Yeah. Though we do have Russell Willisbrook, who doesn't seem to be injured. Hopefully, get injured. Start getting doing it now, dude. Russell Willisbrook or Westbrook? Whatever his name is. <laughs> agent, the new Agent Zero that we have in Los Angeles. Alright, and finally, the Boston Celtics made a huge announcement this past week when they made it known that they were retiring a number for one of its key players that brought home the 17th world title. No, it's not Paul Pierce, but it's Kevin Garnett. Uh, that's K- that um, KG will be honored in March by the Celtics with a jersey ceremony. Uh, Garnett, of course, donned the uh, number 5 jersey with the Celtics after spending his career in Minnesota in the 21 jersey that he's mo. To me, more noticeably famous for, you know, because he was a dominant power forward and more 21 in Minnesota. Don't get me wrong, he helped the Celtics, but you know. he would help lead the uh, Celtics to the NBA Finals in 20, uh, I'm sorry, 2008, beating their biggest rival, the Los Angeles Lakers. Two years later, they, in 2010, they would return to the NBA Finals only to lose to those same Lakers 
who had added Ron Artest, a.k.a. Meta World Peace, at the time. Yeah, man. Uh, this is good for him, dude. I mean, it, it's always good to have your, your jersey retired. It means... It means that that franchise really is, they love you, man. So that, that's way cool, dude. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great honor for him. He deserves it. Um, I know there's probably going to be some in the in the um, ethos of the NBA universe that go, he wasn't with them very long and he only played six seasons and they won one championship. Maybe you could have done it. They beat the Lakers the second time too, but. Yeah, just let the dude have his jersey retired by the Celtics. They retired almost every number known to mankind as it is anyways for eligible jersey numbers, but still. Kevin Garnett made that team that much better. Ray Allen also helped, but KG, Paul Pierce, really brought that team's leadership level to a whole astronomically new level. And they showed their, they showed how great they were and Prove that they were going to be a problem for the Lakers, and they did that in 2008. They were still a problem in 2010. We did get helped by the fact that they did lose Kendrick Perkins early in that series. That kind of helped because uh, Perkins was kind of making Bynum look like a little, you know what. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so him not being able to play the rest of the way really helped us out, and we ended up uh, winning that 2010 title. But it was hard fought and earned. It wasn't. A sweep by no means either. They were ready for us, and they took it to us a couple games. Definitely, man. So uh, the Celtics uh, doing themselves, a, well, doing Garnett a huge favor, and uh, also, of course, it will help boost ticket nights in that game in March when he's retired with his retirement ceremony. Um, I just think um, that's really um, special for him. Uh, the only thing I would like to throw in real quick is the NBA. I don't get why the NBA, because I noticed the schedule. The Bucks open the season in Brooklyn instead of at home to reveal their championship banner. It's like, why not on opening night? Why don't you do what the NFL does with their champion and let them open at home, do their cer- ceremony, no their idea, banner bro. hanging and stuff. That's what the NFL does. I have no idea, bro. At least that's something the NFL gets right, or unlike MLB and NBA, they they love their champion so much they want to display it. They gave them their own game by themselves and everything in prime time. This is all about you. You were earned this opportunity to show off and show out. The only thing I think it does kind of suck is you are the first game of the season. <laughs> Your first game of the season, if you lose, that ain't good either. And we've seen that happen. And Tom Brady got his ass kicked by Kansas City on the championship banner night a few years ago. So we'll see what happens, man. So come on, Cowboys. Yeah, (laughs) You'll never hear me say that again. Yeah. Ever. Good thing this is recorded. I can play it back and listen to it a couple times. (laughs) I'm deleting this podcast. <laughs> it will only be up for a week and then I'm deleting it. <laughs> I will not have this be held over my head ever again. Oh, it will be held over your head, brother. And you'll be like, hey, remember that one time you said, let's go, Cowboys? No. Uh, well, no. Here. Click. Cowboys. Damn it. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I mean, I just, they, I think the NBA needs to start moving towards that aspect um, which would separate them even more from Major League if they do it before Major League Baseball is 
having an opening night solely just for your NBA champion to do their banner reveal and all that for uh, the fans on opening night. I think that would be the smart thing to do. Because basically, whatever you're doing, having your champion start on the road just is kind of stupid to me. Yeah, I don't like it either. It doesn't <laughs> seem right. It doesn't. It's just kind of like, dude, your team just, your NBA champion starts the season on the road. What the hell? Opening night, by themselves, prime time. Let's get it done. At home. home. At home. Let's get it done. That's the way it should be. Just like the NFL does. They did it right. Of course, they had some, of course, you had some idiots who were like, Tampa Bay should go opening night to New England because they're facing the Patriots. I'm like, but that's not how the NFL operates. They want your champion, that's your champion, at home on prime time. Now, if I could see if New England was supposed to be at Tampa this year, yeah, they would have put Tampa Bay, Tampa New England, day one. But they weren't going to send the champs to New England on opening night when they're supposed to be at home celebrating their championship. Yeah, no, that ain't in front right. of fans. I'm like, I don't know where y'all came up with that stupid idea. Like I said, now if New England was coming to Tampa, yeah, you definitely would have New England Tampa Brady versus Belichick on opening night. I would. Pay money to it's see that. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with with this next season and Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah. But uh, I still think the Buccaneers have have a good chance to run it back. And as your and sixteen so and sixteen and one prediction just went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, yeah, we're, we'll talk more about that, of course, when we got football talk this week. Um, Probably on Wednesday, so I have a little more time to work on the notes. But that'll be fun to do. We got a lot to talk about football talk. We got to talk about a potential. Well, it's supposed to be announced sometime this week. Conference alliance between three three of the Power Five conferences and NCAA. It's gonna be very interesting. I can't wait for this conversation. It's gonna be fun. This is the next step into the steps that will probably eliminate the NCAA. <laughs> it's coming together. Sorry. I got evil for a second. <laughs> Doctor Evil? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me a freaking bone here. Who throws a cupcake? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. So that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. Uh, be sure to tune in for Football Talk this week on Wednesday. We'll be back, of course, Saturday with wrestling. We got a lot to talk about with wrestling oh, talk. Yes, we do. We baby. might, we might have to think about a two-nighter for wrestling talk. That would be cool, dude. And uh, I kind of like this AEW vibe. Uh, yeah. So I think we're gonna do a lot more AEW stuff on here. Yeah, not but, so much WWE anymore. Right, but this weekend we got a lot to talk about. So oh, we, we definitely do. We probably should go ahead and do a two-nighter. We'll talk about it some more. We'll let you guys know for sure. But it's kind of looking like a two-nighter. Oh, yes. We might have to do Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, baby. Because uh, something big popped off on AEW. New rumors are swirling with AEW. And then, of course, we had a great... Well... We'll say great SummerSlam. I mean, we had a good SummerSlam. It was decent. It was decent. It was it was pretty good until till the very end. Till the very end, <laughs> where you dropped the flipping ball. WWE. Anyway, so okay, that does it for us here at Sports Talk. We'll be back, of course, next Sunday with more baseball. 
probably end up going to be in the baseball talk because basketball is kind of unless something big happens between now and then. Basketball is kind of on the back burner till we get ready till it starts up. Yeah, I guess we'll have to start doing. Uh, maybe we'll do uh, seating predictions. We'll, okay. we'll just for to help kind of keep basketball going a little bit. <laughs> At some point, maybe this weekend, maybe not. We'll f- we'll see how things are working out. Okay. Like I always tell you, we need to have these conversations off the air, brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, finally, this will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.